0: Yes, well, this is Eric Gandini. Please give him another warm applause. <laughs> yeah. Eric, um, yeah, we will we'll talk with you about the film, but we also have Luke Mulder. Please come to the fore, and Luke, he's a journalist. He specialized on Scandinavia, and I invited him to to be <laughs> sort of my sidekick. Oh wow! Please have a seat. Finally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, somebody who really you know knows Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. Um, Erik, you're half Italian, half Swedish. Mm-hmm. You live in Sweden. You've made quite some very political documentaries. Mm-hmm. What made you embark on this film?
1: It's very different, yeah. I mean, if you do political document, You hear me? If you do political documentaries, it's be- as it's been my case, about s- topics which are obviously trashable, like Berlusconi or... Guantanamo Bay started uh, this is a very different topic i mean and it's w- it's it's it was a challenge for me in the sense that i have very mixed feelings about this project this vision it, it's a great vision it was so fundamental for uh the bi- the building of the welfare state in sweden you know it's it's a, it's a great idea successful idea it's actually one of the reason one the reason for me when I came to Sweden, when I was twenty, to to stay in Sweden because I, you know, I benefited from uh, the s- subsidies for studying. That was wonderful for me. I could be s- independent from my parents while my friends in Italy were stuck at home till they were thirty-five or something. But <laughs> then,
0: twenty years later, you started missing no. Italian family I mean to, sh-
1: to give it straight, I, I had really difficulties in understanding uh, the, w- the social codes. Yes, and intuitively i you know you can risk becoming sort of even stereotypical saying starting thinking that Swedes are you know uh closed they're you know hard to get to know or greedy and stuff like that and I r- really didn't want to, to end up like that so i this is why i'm I started digging in this topic and 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 it was very its it was very fascinating for me to understand history of how this Project of Independence, which is, by the way, a very Western idea. The whole welfare state is a Western idea, but in Sweden, probably implemented in a a very effective way, in a way, that, that's the case in other countries. Yeah, Yeah.
2: no, I, from my perspective, i really like to thank you for making this film, because I think it is really hard for people outside of Scandinavia, outside of Sweden, to actually experience this, which you've grasped in your film. What is, what is the consequence of a system taking care of you? It's something that I struggle with explaining in, in my work, because mm-hmm. um, people just don't grasp it. Um, and 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 I was wondering, um, do you feel that uh, the the system? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it? What is your take? Do you think it's a good system? Is it?
1: The take is my feeling. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I- it's it's. Uh, I have a problem with this obsession with with independence. I think it has consequences, uh, which first I had an intuitive intuitive approach to, but then you can there are, there are things that sort of measure the problems. For i give you an example, there was a survey made by the Red Cross in Sweden. The Red Cross you know, usually deals with, with refugees and wars and stuff, but in Sweden there was this worry about loneliness. So they made this survey that found out that 40% of the adult population feel lonely, are scared to be lonely, are ashamed of being lonely. Two, you know, It's 2.7 million people in a country of 9 million, you have, you know, <coughs> figures that are in the film also, the number of people who are dying alone. Uh, I mean, there was a, a study came out this summer uh, about the state of things in Sweden that said that um, between half a million and one million Swedes are classi- could be classified as socially isolated. That was one side, but even more, to be honest, the issue of coexistence with foreigners that's been, you know, in the past six, eight months s- since the, the election when we had this rise of a very xenophobic party, which was a shock for the nation. But it, this the debate has been reducing everything t- that has to do with these difficulties of coexistence with foreigners. Sorry, to them. You know, that you blame them, the racist, the xenophobic, etc. But I think the problem is bigger than that, because it's it's really a question of. Like Nela, for example, says this teacher of Swedish explains explains the field. There, are cr- tremendously uh, human values. This country, you know, is th- the country that's accepting the highest amount of refugees per capita in Europe. So the but willingness t- there, but n- you know, from distance, never in a personal. But level.
0: allow me to take them apart. These two issues, because one thing is taking up the refugees, and at the same time not permitting them to, uh, to integrate. The other one is that loneliness of, of uh, the Swedish people themselves, like you just uh, uh, depicted. Do you think that this 40%, or the 2.7 million people who do feel lonely, do they, attri- do they attribute that to that welfare system? <laughs> it's,
1: it, this is a very complex question. I mean, there are, there, is, there are people who are very happy to be by themselves, and then there are also there are a number of issues you have to t- to consider. But, like you see in the film, when you have a system that really supports your ability to always you know, go home, close the door, d- do you manage your own life, the money is transferred to the bank when you're retired, the payment is taken care of. As it happens, you can die yeah. physically, but uh, digitally you can exist for years. I mean, there is, a, there is obviously a, pro- a problem. But to me, it's, this is a cultural, it's a mentality. I've been growing up in two countries. In Italy, these things are totally abnormal, mm-hmm. but they're totally normal, and, and vice versa. This is what happens when you live in different countries. But, you, but
0: you're saying the Swedes themselves, they don't consider it a problem yet, the system. What? Well, it's you, look, half Italian.
1: Probably, I mean, it's, this is such a fundamental value. It's very hard to, to sort of... To question, To question it, yeah. It's them. very hard to... And I try to do it with this film. I, it would be interesting to see how it be received. It might be, you know, a total you know, refusal, but hopefully not. I mean, I think a lot of my friends. That's what we talk about all the time. You know, we talk about how we're managing our life through these risks of loneliness and you know, and uh, you know, internet dating. You know, all these kind of things which are so present not only among elderly people. So it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's a felt problem. Yeah.
0: But actually, the only. Um, uh say, um, a countervailing power that you showed, that was the hippies in the forest. Do you see no. any other grassroots movements? Um
1: I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I mean, Dr. Eriksson is a great example of someone who chose... But he left. Yeah, but I mean, he, he chose the difficulty, he chose to marry a foreign woman, he chose to, to, to embrace values. I mean, he doesn't live there all the time, but I think it's a good example of how you we can really enrich our society with these different type of values, which are considered to be less modern, you know uh, backwards and so on i i myself that 's exactly my own struggle. I come from a more traditional country Italy, a very different view on, on social life and family, and I am afraid myself of ending up alone in an apartment, but i, I think I think it, this country is, is really diverse and, and uh, th- th- we, are, h- we have the presence so strong of so many foreigners with, which could really help us mm. in this issue. They could you know, solve the issue of, of uh, to, be, to be just like an example, you know, when Nela is doing this lesson teaching them how to behave Swedish, to act Swedish, I would really envision the opposite, like them teaching us how to have long conversations, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, blah, yeah. blah, 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 and not just, yeah. nope, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, uh, because then of course you already talked about um, uh, Sweden being so proud and, and uh, their right to, to, um, to welcome so many uh, refugees and at the same time it's not very very easy actually, it's very difficult for them to integrate. How do you reconcile these two?
1: A good example. This is uh, an initiative now uh, called uh, the Invitation Department. It sounds like an institution, but it's actually a Facebook site mm-hmm. where people who are willing to take to invite refugees for dinner can apply. And then so I've done it myself a few times. You just meet. It's precisely those people who are longing f- to, to meet sweets. To And this has been a very successful movement. It's a small example, but there is... It's
0: wonderful, I mean, wonderful, also it's scary that they call it the department. I mean, why not uh, (laughs) the house of, um, the house where you're well, the welcoming house, or...
1: You know, the trust in institution in Sweden is very high, and and, uh, so everything which is governmental institution. Sounds good. So I think we're just playing with the yeah. name. So, so, but you <laughs>
0: say there are more grassroots things. That
1: yeah, there are. I mean, I, I, I mean, the, the people in the woods are an example, of course. But there I think somehow there's a desperation there that intrigued me when filming them. But I mean, Baumann's idea of interdependence is really exactly. The, it's also the ending of the film. Somehow, it's a very open idea. But it's, ex- it's exactly the type of new vision that I hope will look. This society is incredibly good at sort of creating a consensus towards a topic that you feel is important, like gender equality, environment, you know. There's so so many examples when the whole site really said, okay, this is a problem, let's fix it. And they do it, we do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think this could be the next topic.
2: But that's a really interesting contradiction in there, which you see a lot in Sweden, the, the t- contradiction between the individualistic side on one side and on the other side, there's always a very big group power, almost, where people are, not fo- are forced within to stay within the, the narrative
1: mm-hmm. that is uh, current. How, how do you see that Again, uh, Again, it's, it's um, yeah, Th- the contract with the state is very unusual. But look, if you look at this map of values, the Netherlands, <laughs> you know, it's just under Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think you probably recognize. Uh, the contract with the state is interesting because the state guarantees your individualism. This even been called statist individualism, which is an interesting idea. So, uh, and that's the, the, the unprecedented vision that, that, that was born there, but has its roots way back, actually. it The idea why this project was so successful, Successful is precisely that. But, at the same time, I am confident. You know, I, I really believe that, that when Sweden, because I live there, I know, I've seen through the years how, how topics can come up to the agenda uh, and then really become something that, that people want to solve. It is a great society, and the reason for that is probably that, hopefully, we'll see how it happens now, that there is this sense that never think that you're good enough, you know, never always be uh, be prepared to question yourself. A humble attitude, which is the core of documentary filmmaking, I would say, you know, that you n- never be sure that what you've learned and uh, everything is right. Always, you know, be prepared to to dial to have a dialogue with other people who will prove you wrong, like also Obama mm. says.
0: And if you look at that axis that you used, there was a horizontal axis and a vertical axis. On the vertical axis you had um, the, in the, on the low part, you had na- the value thing, uh, nation, the, the nation is important, family values. Um, and then at the upper end, there was um, a society, of course, like Sweden, very individualized, modern. I, I, I started to think, you know, with the urgent problems that we have uh, in European since today, is it on that axis that jihadists fight modern societies while longing for more traditional family values? If it's
1: on that, what do you mean? If, it's well,
0: if, if When I saw that axis, yeah. I thought that's the axis. It's not about a war on religion, of course, that's no. now being carried out in, 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 in Brussels and, and Paris. And um, uh, it's more, it's a war of values, of course. Uh, is it that these people f- are fighting, especially this very individualized, lonely, empty totally, modern I society? Th- I, think,
1: I think there is a definitely a reason to look at that type of... Uh, uh, outsiderness that many of these people. I, when I did my film about Guantanamo, there was a character there who was a, a young uh, guy f- in s- from Sweden with Algerian origin who ended up being a, a, a true, you know, a, well, a fundamentalist somehow, and he had precisely that experience of feeling totally outside of Swedish society. Uh, feeling uh, like his life would end up as a loser if he stayed there, and there was a promise of success, definitely, in this. This is, I'm not, talk- not talking more about the ISIS, have this seduction of success, it's being called, which is really in contrast. And definitely also a question of, of belonging, of feeling part of something, in a very emotional, in a very emotional way, that our society not doesn't really offer, but it's not, it's the problem both both for them and for us, you know. So. That's why I think that there must be something in the system of values, which doesn't mean going back to the 50s or, or going backwards in development, but really just see the values of uh, belonging, of social life, of also e- exactly this type of interaction with people who are not exactly like you. There's that's, this, this a capital there. I mean, you, you talk so much about immigration as a cost now, that's mm. the thing. yeah. But if we saw this as an opportunity to really uh, benefit from values and skills in socializing, exactly as, as Bauman talks, as a skill that you lose when you, when you come to Sweden as a refugee and they tell you, yeah, you can live by yourself, you, b- you can be independent, you can have all this benefit, they don't understand that it's not what they're longing for. You know.
0: Thank you. Is there anybody in the audience who has a question for Eric? Yes, please. Thanks,
2: um, I'm Dutch and I spent four months in Malmo last, last year and I very much I very much enjoyed it but I recognize a lot of what you showed in the film. There's one word or, or one concept that I did not think i find found in your film and that's the concept of fear. Yeah. My actually one of the my, my, my sw- one of the sw- Swedish natives said to me after I'd been there a month, he said, Sweden is a country full of terribly afraid people. Mm could you recommend something because
1: that seems to be yeah. part of that need for independence. Yeah. I saw yesterday a piece in the Guardian there was actually like a video a reportage about the young uh xenophobic uh, fr- from the party this xenophobic party the young the section of the young uh you know group uh, in the party and there was this uh, the ch- this British reporter who who took two of the party members you know young kids in the 20s to the suburbs they didn't they didn't dare to talk to people they said like here i feel like i'm on a, on, a, on traveling to another country and they said the, the the boy said i'm not interested in the world he said i i i don't, I don't have any need for traveling i don't have any urge for for seeing the rest that exactly the type of fear but it's totally for me Uncomprehensible somehow because you know the world is here and to look at that as something uh, frightening. I think that's that's part of this comfortable life that also Bauman mentions. Like this is exactly it's 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 a it's an effect of the autonomous individuals. Autonomous individuals is a very strong promise of a trouble-free life because you never have to deal with this tricky situation of. Exposing your health, or even travel, or even just traveling from the center to the suburbs. I live in Stockholm. It's a very, very segregated city. You know? it's the center is white, and the suburbs are black. It's simple as that. You know? And I sometimes take my daughters on this bizarre trip to the suburbs, and it's really, it's really something that that is shocking for for them. They're teenagers, you know. But I, <laughs> I, I. So I recognize what you say. I think, I think it's in the film. I think the the, the whole motivation to this comfortable, uh, autonomous life comes from fear of, uh, of you know, strangers.
0: Mm? Thank you. Anybody else?
1: Well, because, you know, in the 70s, you th- have to look at, because that's when it all started, there was a tremendous amount of money, tremendous amount of of uh, trust in the institution. It's like the golden age of social democracy, you could say, you no. Know? And uh, also a will to experiment. You know, at that time, there was a lot of questioning of, of a family as a traditional, system of, of coexistence, which was considered to be outdated. There was this uh, 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 this British s- uh, psychiatrist who inspired the film by Ken Loach, Family Life. You know, he basically describing the family as this, this dangerous pressure cooker type of uh, institution that makes people insane, mentally insane. Uh, you know, there was an intellectual discussion which was very, you know, interesting and, and, and s- and vital about trying to, to, to get away from these things. And uh, it started with this group of, of female uh, social democrats who wrote this manifesto. It was very much focusing, which is also a great, you know, relevant idea at the time, especially free women from depending on men. So, but they extended this idea in this manifesto. So point two is every adult in the future, every adult uh, would not, have to depend on any relatives. Mm-hmm. And this was sort of the essence of this whole project that then started, that the idea was taking up the scale to the to the party, Congress, and they decided to really go for this vision. So the, the pension system was revolutionated, retired people would never have to depend on the children, children be able to move at early age, and so on, and so on, and so on. But that's, there is also something, uh, <laughs> you know, as in every culture, every society, it's things start and become imperative, and they become dominant, but it's k- kind of, it could have been the other way too, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think this is what drives me, that I think, especially from this experience of two countries, I think these are, these are, these values will change, you know, everything is fluctuating, there's nothing that will stay forever, and culture, I believe in that, I think that that's yeah, what... Yeah, but
0: you said it happened at a period of time when... When there was uh, a fertile soil for mm. this idea, and then of course it, it r- became stronger and stronger.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I well. Not only then neoliberalism came. You see, I mean the welfare state. Nobody says it, but it's the truth. The welfare state is the necessary premise for neoliberal type of narcissist, you know, fixation on the individual. Uh, uh, you know, profit-oriented. It's a very individualistic way, but somehow there was a, like an explosive cocktail there. So in Sweden, with thanks to this very sort of great opportunities for individual life, uh, even this sort of li- neoliberal s- liberal thinking had a great su- success. In,
0: in. But that's a remarkable thing you're saying, actually, because the welfare state and neoliberalism, usually they don't like each other. Mm. Neoliberalism... Neoliberals they hate the welfare system because the state is taking care of you. What they want is a state as little as possible.
1: Well, it's it's, it's not as simple as that. Uh, it's more a question of, of who should thank the other, I think. And again, neoliberal uh, lifestyle would not exist without this security that makes people courageous and. Uh, courageous to live by themselves, embark in entrepreneurship or, you know, dedicated their life to self-realization, which mm. is the most Western of all the values. So, uh, I mean, I hope, that, I mean, for me this is not a film about left or right, it's, it's really a film about g- humanity, you know, or about questions I have about my life today.
0: Look, you Scandinavia expert, is there anything you have to add or ask uh, Gandini?
1: say something <laughs> <please>. <laughs> why would, can I ask you why are yeah. you so interested in Scandinavia? Uh, uh, <laughs> lo- long story. you can make a
2: film about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this <laughs> is a
0: disruptive move in the <laughs> interview yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, um, um, the thing I, I'm really fascinated in about your film is this, uh, this contrast this contrast between the stark individualistic movement and on the other hand the Yom the law, which uh, implies that everyone should be. Without in the same level, you're not allowed to stand up. Um, and 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 there's always this contradiction in in there's always talking around issues in Sweden. Always, and it's not in, in Dutch. We're always very used to going straight to the core of of of, of the problem and, and naming it and addressing it. Um, and in Sweden, there always seems to be a dance around, uh, and and you get closer to the core and closer to the core. Um, which I think is also very visible in in your film, my favorite scene is the ladies in the in the weaving club mm. who never really say that they don't want any more refugees in their town, but they say everything except that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um which i i i've, I've could, it was very recognizable, typical Swedish for me in dutch they would in Holland they would just go that we don't want any
1: more refugees, yeah in Denmark, they do it yeah, know. yeah, I
2: know, which is another contrast.
1: yeah, and that's something. Uh, Honestly, that's something I I am proud of, of Sweden, you know, there was, after the election, when the result was so clear in favor of this racist part movement, there was this Danish correspondent interviewed in a studio who said, you know, you in Sweden, you're the last country in Scandinavia who feel a responsibility to people in trouble in the world. I uh, (laughs) said, thank God, you know, I, I, I like this side of Sweden, that there is, but... It's the same type of sort of collective responsibility that in the 70s was formulated almost to me, it's, it's, it's paradoxical somehow, that let's, let's now help each other to become free from each other. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And, and that, that contradiction is still very much present, I think. The, yes. the, the contradiction between, an I- between being an individual and, on the other hand, not harming society, not harming people, not harming feelings. You know, the big
1: question for me is if you can have political projects that aim at things like social life, because mm-hmm. that's really a private choice. I mean, if you decide to pay taxes for welcoming refugees, if you, if you agreed on that idea, which many, many people do it in Sweden, but you never want to have them in their own, your own home. So h- can we expand this type of generosity and see that type of behavior as something that, that is for the better, that, that's something that offers people something better and not just a sacrifice?
2: Mm.
1: You know, coming from Italy, social life, is a lo- almost like an obvious thing. You know. That's what struck me when I came to Sweden. I didn't. Uh, people could talk about socializing as something that you need energy for, <laughs> that you have to <laughs> sort of save, you know, strength for. In Italy, loneliness is perceived as, a, as, you know, totally. It's like taboo. Almost like lonely people. I have a friend who comes to. We go to Italy every summer, and, and with my whole family, my sisters are there, and friends from Italy and Sweden. Come. I have this Swedish friend who came to Italy and she was, she liked to read her book you know, on the beach and she t- was doing that. And all my Italian friends were like, she's sad. <laughs> we should, you know, they were sitting close to her, annoying her, almost like, you know, let's. small anecdotes of clashes. That over. is, yeah,
0: yeah. that yeah. is a nice anecdote. Anybody else for the, for the final question to Eric Andini? One, two, three. Oh my God, I've got to choose. Luke, you choose. Oh, <laughs> all the way at the back. He's already standing okay, up. In the back. Okay, then two. We s- we start with the lady, and then we come to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's saying... Well, it was a remark actually saying <laughs> Sweden is the only country recognizing uh, 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 the Palestine state as a state. Whether that is also part of this Swedish? No,
1: Sweden is one of the most gender equal. It's one of the kind again. Uh, refugees are well. I mean, s- tons of things. Usually, that's how you describe Sweden as this raw model of perfection. So,
0: okay, we go to the back to a final question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm happy that people laugh because uh, my biggest worry when making this film was that, you know, people would consider this topic very very hard to digest. And uh, so s- s- so I honestly I was here just for the ending and and, <laughs> and maybe you should ex- tell me <laughs> which which you know probably you can talk about it later, but <laughs> no no, I'm really happy that people, you know, I, th- I hope you see yourself too, because again, this is uh, the Netherlands is not so far from Sweden, I think <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it seems it seems you've directed the film also uh, also in composing it with with humor and some comic scenes, you know the music underneath uh, you know the scenes in the in the sperm factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, that's
1: what we spend time and energy on when filmmaking, it's not, this is really a, a, an effort in, me. it's an essay film, there's no drama, no plot, it's, it, you try to keep up some sort of uh, value of uh, a stimuli or, or uh, intensity, also with with images and musicals, that's uh, what I think transmits. A, t- a view, my view, on on, on, on on the state of things, you know, it's not a journalistic piece. So N- <laughs> no, no,
2: there's one thing I was burning to ask, I read in uh, some Swedish interviews with you that there's the, the the parts which were most hilarious and shocking at the same time, the guys masturbating and the girl inseminating herself, that they were actually
1: actors. Yeah, they're actors because we, we you know, they're anonymous and uh, we couldn't, they couldn't show their face and uh I really wanted to have those images, you know, straightforward, you know, from the front. Uh, I wanted to have that. That's that's a discussion for documentary, for the liberty for for a filmmaker to sort of uh, uh, use. I mean, uh, if Errol Morris does that all the time too, you know, reconstructing <laughs> things. It's stated in the endos, in the you see the reconstruction. I think it's obvious somehow, mm-hmm. but but the intentions are authentic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then
0: finally what will your next film be about
1: Oh, I know, I'm, I'm producing actually we're doing a special about Dr. Eriksson uh, only oh. about him because uh, he deserves a film so that's oh. what I'm do- doing right now
0: we could tell that you were really inspired uh, yeah. by his yeah. work yeah. it was yeah, beautiful yeah mm. okay um, Eric. thank you very much can for I being say here? just
1: one last thing I have yeah? I have uh, a few posters here that, uh, that if you those who like them I- I it's the, the photographer that took this poster is, is, uh, is a great Swedish photographer call, called Lars Thunberg. He died last spring, but we have, you know, the benefit of being able to use this photo as the poster of the film. Uh, so we have like 15 or something. If someone wants it, uh, I think it's a beautiful poster. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So okay, okay,
0: Luke Mulder, Eddie Gandini. Thank you very much.